Hello, and welcome back to Tax Less Taxing. In the last episode, we talked about RRSPs and TFSAs, which are both great tools available to people for saving money. Now, in order to save money, you need to have a firm grasp on managing your money. That's why today I thought we would talk about something fundamental to basic personal finance, budgeting. You've probably been told that the starting point for being responsible with your money is to make a budget, but this can be a daunting task if you've never had to make one before. After explaining what a budget is and how it can help you, we'll walk through how to create your very own budget from start to finish and what you need to do after you've created your budget. Let's dive in. So what exactly is a budget? Well, the simplest explanation is that a budget is a plan. Just like any other plan, it is commonly used as a method to achieve an objective. In the case of a budget, the objective is typically saving money, either for your retirement, for a large purchase, or just to create a rainy day fund. Another objective achieved through a budget is prioritizing your spending to ensure that you have enough money for all the things that you need, such as rent or mortgage payments or groceries. Creating a budget can also be a good way to figure out how long it'll take you to pay down certain debts. A budget gives you a clear picture of what your spending looks like, which will empower you to make smart financial decisions. Having a plan is a good starting point to achieving any objective, but a plan is only effective if you measure your progress as you go. A budget works the same way. Creating a budget is only one step. The second step is tracking your spending against your budget to see how you're doing. Don't worry if you don't stick to your budget 100%. Just like any other plan, a budget can be tweaked and adjusted as needed. So not only is a budget an effective way of planning how to spend your money, it's also an effective tracking tool that will allow you to gain a better understanding of your financial situation. Now that you know what a budget is, let's talk about how to start making one. Since a budget is a plan for how to spend your money, there are two primary components, money coming in and money going out. The first step in creating your budget is to create a list of both of these things. The easier of the two is normally money coming in, so we'll start there. When making a list of your money coming in each month, be conservative. Start with your steady income streams. For most people, this is typically your paycheck, but it could be any regular amounts that you receive in a month. For example, if you get any consistent government benefits or student loan deposits, these would be included in your budget as money coming in. Don't include things such as money you typically get from your family members on your birthday or bonuses from your employer that you may or may not get, like a Christmas bonus, for example. Your budget is meant to be a plan for how to spend your money, and you should not rely on money coming in that isn't a relatively sure thing. For most people, listing their monthly income is as simple as finding out what their weekly or bi-weekly pay is from their bank statement and multiplying it by the number of weeks. For others, such as those who are paid hourly or those who run their own business, there might be a bit more math involved. If you're paid hourly, think about how many hours you typically work in a week. If you've worked an average work week recently, look at your bank statement to see how much you were paid for that week. If you own your own business, you may need to take a different approach, such as looking at a few months worth of bank statements and seeing what you take from the business on average. It may also make sense for a small business owner to actually start by listing expenses, as then you know what you need to take from the business each month to cover those expenses. I won't get into how to create an effective budget for a business, as that can be a more complicated exercise, and maybe a topic for another episode, 
but a lot of the principles of budgeting that we discuss in this episode can be applied just as easily to a business instead of an individual. Once you've listed out the amount of money you have coming in each month, you're now ready for the tricky part, figuring out what your monthly expenses are. While making a list of what you spend your money on each month might sound like a straightforward task, it's actually more complicated because most people don't actually know what they spend their money on. Listing out your monthly expenses can also be an onerous task, since your spending will change throughout the year. That's why the best starting point for compiling a list of your expenses is to sit down and review a few months worth of bank and credit card statements. Ideally, you would review a full 12 months to capture any expenses that might come up during a given year, but for some people that just isn't a practical solution. If you don't have a ton of free time to devote to budgeting, reviewing three or four months of statements is fine. The name of the game here is to get a general sense of where your money goes each month. The best way to start creating the expense part of your budget is to group your expenses into two broad categories, fixed expenses and variable expenses. Your fixed expenses are the ones that don't change month by month. These would include mortgage payments or rent, insurance, phone bills, utility bills, and car payments. Since these expenses will be around regardless of the level of monthly income you have, it's important to understand what portion of your total expenses that they make up so that you can get an idea of what money you have left over for discretionary or variable expenses. Remember to consider your debt repayments when you're listing out fixed expenses. If you have a mortgage, this will be quite easy since your payment amount shouldn't change too much, if at all. However, if you have any lines of credit or credit cards that have large balances on them, you should include a fixed amount of debt repayment in your budget. You can start by including the required minimum payments for each outstanding debt, but once you have a draft budget prepared, you should revisit the amount of debt repayments that you plan to make each month. The second major category of expenses is variable expenses. These are amounts that can be controlled by you, either you can cut them out when you see fit or you can change the amount that you spend on them. Common examples of variable expenses are groceries, restaurants, bars, clothing, sports, subscriptions like Netflix or Crave, and charitable donations. Take a few minutes to list out these expense subcategories before you start to sift through all of your bank and credit card statements. This will make it easier to organize spending as you review the statements. You can always add, remove, or change subcategories as you complete your review. When you've finished reviewing your bank and credit card statements and coming up with amounts that you spend in each expense subcategory, you'll have a rough idea of your monthly financial situation, which I like to call a financial snapshot. Your financial snapshot will give you all of the pieces required to start putting together the puzzle that is your budget. Right now you should have two lists, one showing your monthly income streams and the other showing your monthly expenses. Your expenses should be in two broad categories, fixed and variable, and each of these should have various subcategories. The next step in your quest to create a budget is to do an analysis of your spending. This analysis will consist of four steps. Step one, compare your fixed expenses against your total revenues. Hopefully you don't have more fixed expenses than you do revenues, as this means your current spending is unsustainable and you will require some larger financial actions to be taken, such as moving to a different house or apartment, switching service providers for major expenses, or finding a new job. Step two, compare your total expenses against your total revenues. Look at whether your total expenses are more or less than your total revenues. 
If your total expenses are higher than your total revenues, you'll need to look at your spending in more detail and see which variable expenses you can cut back on. Look at your largest variable expenses and see what percentage of your income they make up. The following are typical percentages of income for major expense categories. Housing, 30-40%. Vehicle, 15-20%. Food, 10-20%. Utilities, 5%. Clothing, 3-5%. Debt repayments, 5-15%. And others, which includes entertainment or personal care expenses, 5-10%. If any of your percentages are significantly higher than these percentages, you may want to take a look at how you can cut back on those expenses. Step 3. Set Savings Goals Once you know what amount of income you have after subtracting your fixed and variable expenses from your revenues, you can figure out what amount you hope to save each month. If you can swing it, something in the range of 10-20% to 20 of monthly income is ideal. The amount that you decide to save each month will depend on if you have any particular savings goals. Perhaps you're looking to buy a house in the near future, or you want to save some money for a new car. Short-term savings goals such as these may warrant a higher level of savings each month so you can achieve your goal quicker. If your goals are more long-term, such as saving for your retirement, you can budget for a lower level of savings each month since you'll be contributing towards that goal over a longer period of time. However, at this part in the process, you will have a good understanding of your financial position and you will know best what amount of your monthly income you can contribute to savings. Remember, you can always change your budget if it isn't working for you. Step 4. You should now have a completed draft of your budget. If you still have a bit of a surplus after picking a monthly savings goal, go back through your budget and see if there's a spending category that you were maybe a bit too conservative in. Take this time to do a high-level review of your budget and make sure you're comfortable with the spending allocations you've set for yourself. If you have the time, Go back to some of your monthly bank and credit card statements and see how that month stacks up against your new budget. Remember, be honest about the amount that you plan to spend in each category. Now that you have your monthly budget in place, you may be ready to kick up your feet and bask in your newfound fiscal responsibility, but making your budget is only half the battle. For your budget to be an effective money management tool, you'll need to regularly track your spending and compare it against your budget to hold yourself accountable. You'll also need to tweak your budget going forward as changes in your life will need to be reflected in your budget. Maybe you got a new job or a promotion. Maybe you had a friend move into your place and they'll be helping you out with the bills. Or maybe you upgraded your vehicle and the payments are a little pricier. Whatever the change, make sure you adjust your budget accordingly. Obviously, constant tracking and organizing of expenses and comparing them to your budget can be a very time-consuming exercise. Thankfully, we live in a time where there's an app for everything including budgets. There are so many budgeting apps out there, both free and paid, that you should be able to find one that you enjoy using. To help you sort through all of the budgeting apps on the App Store, I'll give you a brief overview of some of the more popular ones. Mint is a free budgeting app from Intuit, the company that makes the QuickBooks accounting software. Mint allows for integration of your bank accounts, credit cards, and investment accounts. It also makes educated guesses as to which categories your spending should be allocated to, but you can change these easily enough. You can set custom budgets in the app and it will produce charts and graphs to show you your progress compared to your budget. You Need a Budget, or YNAB, is a paid budgeting app that allows for many of the same features as Mint. 
However, it has a ton of advanced budgeting features that really make this a better option than the free apps out there. This app allows you to set specific savings goals and shows your progress to achieving those goals. And it also allows you to allocate monthly excesses or shortfalls into the next month. Wally is a free expense tracking app that allows you to track and categorize expenses and compare them against your budget in a simple visual format. The major downside to this app is that you need to pay a monthly subscription fee to automate your bank transactions being pulled into the app. The free version requires you to manually input all income and spending. However, it makes up for this by allowing for you to take photos of your receipts in order to enter them into the app. PocketGuard is a cool app because it can create an automated budget for you based on your actual income and expenses. Just link up your bank accounts and put your budgeting on autopilot. It also has a neat feature called In My Pocket, which allows you to see how much money you have each day, week, or month to spend on whatever you want. If you're about to make an impulse purchase, just open up the app and see if you have enough money in your pocket. Spend a bit of time reading some online reviews to see which apps have the best features that you're looking for in a budgeting app. Most apps are either free or have free trials, so don't be afraid to try a few different budgeting apps and see which one you like best. Once your budget is created and entered into the app of your choice, be sure to make a habit of reviewing your spending on a daily basis if possible. At the very least, spend some time once a week to review your spending for the week and how it compares to your budget. Ideally, you would take a money minute every day, one minute of the day where you open up your budgeting app, refresh the transactions from your bank accounts that are linked to the app, update the categories of your spending that day, and see if you are over budget on any spending categories. Taking a money minute every day will develop good financial habits, which will translate into you having more confidence about your financial situation, which is ultimately the goal of your budgeting exercise. And that concludes this episode of Tax Less Taxing. Thanks so much everyone for tuning in. I hope that you learned a lot and are feeling a bit more confident about preparing and using budgets. If you have any questions or you want to suggest a topic for a future episode, please send me an email at contact at taxlesstaxing.com or visit my website at taxlesstaxing.com and use the contact page to submit your questions or suggestions. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends, your family, your coworkers, or the person sitting next to you on the bus. I'm Mike, your friendly neighborhood accountant, and I'll see you next time on Tax Less Taxing. Bye.